Hello people, welcome back to the podcast. Now I'm back again with a solo episode, but I'm going to have a lot of guests on over the next few weeks. I'm going to reach out to a lot of people. I already have reached out to a lot of people. Um, I got a lot, I got an influx of followers this week. Uh, Ben Carpenter shared one of my posts. I'm a big fan of Ben. He already followed me on TikTok, but I just got so, but loads of them were PTs and it just, Got my brain sort of thinking about something, and um, I seen a big like podcast that I listened to by Mike Vicanti and Jordan Sai. I know a lot of PTs listen to this, so if you want a new podcast as a PT, that's my favorite. It's the one that I listen to the most when I started. It would actually be helpful for anyone that isn't a PT as well because they're just talking about topics that um their clients struggle with. So as a client or someone who wants to help themselves with their fitness goals and stuff, that would be perfect for you. But they talked about getting shredded in their last episode and it made me think about my own experience with getting, like, I'm going to put the pictures on the screen at one point. Because I had that little muscle, can I even call myself shredded there? I can say I was lean, but I can also, Maybe I can say it's the most shredded I'll ever be because I'm never ever doing it again. Um, so if you want, if I'm not lean enough to for you to say that I was shredded because I didn't have enough muscle, that's also what I'm gonna um, talk about as well. So I want to talk about my own experience and then just like how the industry kind of plays on this, kind of plays on people's insecurities, and just my general thoughts on it. I'm not sort of preaching. I'm really. Over the last year, I'm not doing any calling out. I, I I had someone make a video about me the other week, two minutes long. I had we hadn't had any real back and forth, and I'm now friends with him because I told him this as well. I think all of that's toxic. Me and him, if he actually sat next to me on this podcast, he would agree with ninety nine percent of the things I say. It's just one percent on one of my videos he didn't agree with. Um and. All we're trying to do is help people and 100%, 99% of the content we both make helps people. So why are we arguing? I just think it's pointless. I do think overall the fitness industry is getting better, but there's lots and lots that's still extremely toxic, but it's not a call out to any one individual person. It's just my personal thoughts might make someone else think differently. It might not. It might make them think he's an arsehole and that's fine. You might think I'm an arsehole. Some people do think I'm an arsehole. I think I'm fucking sound, if I'm being honest with you. I think I'm a fucking sound bastard. But again, you're entitled to your opinion. But anyway, rate the podcast on Spotify, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, and let's get into today's episodes. Right, here's my story of when I got lean, right? So I was pretty fresh as a PT, I'd maybe be six months in. This was my second coach I'd had. My first coach was horrific. Now, I've spoke about this quite a lot. And because he's getting so many followers on TikTok and Instagram, see if, see if I kept talking about it and didn't say who was my coach, I think people would start figuring it out. And it would actually look more bitchy if I didn't say who it was. Um... 
rather than say who it was because I'm actually mates with him, talking to him. Another, I probably talk to him once every two months or three months. We've got loads loads of mutual mates, and I, I he's been on the podcast. Fuck's sake, I I like loads of things that he does. I like him as a person. Um, his videos right now are fucking mental, but I would tell him that if I seen them, they're absolutely mental. But again. It's not calling out. So it's, it's, his name's Tony McAlevey. When I went on with him, he didn't have many followers. Like, I had 10 times more followers than him, um, but he had a well better business than me. Um, and so he was just a coach that was posting loads of these mental transformations. So I the when I went into it, it wasn't necessarily for myself. Genuinely, it wasn't. It was like, I want to know how he's getting such amazing results for his clients and I'm not getting them. And by results, I mean just pictures. That's what a lot of this podcast is going to be about. Um, so, and I want to just speak honestly about all of this. So not one bit of this is calling Tony out. I just have a completely different approach. I also have completely different clients. So there's no like, oh, well, like, should you get coached by Tony or by me because we do not have remotely the same clients like other my market is completely different from his um he I don't think he would take on the clients that I like working with so it's not anything like that but I do feel like I may as well say who it is um and he would back up why he does things the way he does them anyway so I don't think he and then he knows what I'm like and I reckon he also probably, he spoke, like he's quite open-minded. Like if he spoke to me, he would know why I am the way I am and he would probably be like, that's what you want and that's sound. Um, and that's what is actually good for you, if you know what I mean. Um, so he was posting all of these pictures and I was like, how the hell is he getting those results? Like how are these people getting so ripped um, in a short space of time and like they're actually mental and they're a lot of the pictures were in the same place it didn't look like he was playing on lighting too much and stuff and i was like this is crazy how he's getting all of these people in ridiculous shape so i was like i'm gonna go on with him and originally i wanted to go on with him and even though some of this experience was i, I didn't enjoy a lot of it i learned so much coaching wise like I did, I learned loads. I also learned loads of what I don't want to do and what wouldn't work for my clients. So it was a massive learning experience in general. So like I don't regret any of it. He was absolutely worth the money. He gave me a great service. I don't even, I, that was like three years ago now. So I don't think Tony works with people as much like that anymore. I think he's got an app and stuff. But I had a coach before him. So Tony was the one that I wanted to start with when I'd started coaching. Um, But I couldn't get... I can't remember why I didn't go on with him. But anyway, Michael suggested somebody else um, that he followed and make this a rule that you do. Don't ever go on with a coach that someone else suggests. Go on with... Because Tony... Uh, Michael didn't know this guy. He just followed him. And it was awful. Like, it was horrendous. He was like, oh, you just need someone that's going to help you. Because we were like new PTs. Like, you just need someone that's running a successful business. Just because someone is making money doesn't mean their business is anything you can learn from. It was horrific. Um, the guy used to make videos 
calling out the videos I was making because he was like transitioning and uh, like coaching PTs and he would genuinely just, he'd basically just call out one of his clients he would like say you shouldn't like talk about slimming world and stuff because they're probably making their clients lose weight more than you are and stuff and I'd be like that's definitely aimed at me because I was all my clients were coming from slimming world because I was talking about slimming world so much Again, something that I learned was wasn't the kind of client that I, I absolutely still get clients that come from slimming club backgrounds, but not all of them. Um, and there's a certain client you get if you go down that way, and it's quite hard to work with them. So that was a terrible experience. Awful. Hardly heard from him. And when I did hear from him, it wasn't a messaging me. It was me saying that he was slagging what I was doing on his social media, which is such a strange way to do business. Slag off someone that's gave you 500 quid. So strange. Anyway, so Tony's experience was good, as in like, you could WhatsApp him and he would actually reply. The programs were good, because the last guy's programming was horrendous, like awful. Like the programs were good. They made sense for building muscle. He walked me through them. Um, he, if you ask him anything about why is he doing something, he can tell you his reasoning. That's when you know someone knows what they're doing. It's more the actual goal. The the goal was the problem more than anything to do with coaching. And he also helped me quite a lot with like how to set up my own coaching. Like I I used to have like my clients on the same WhatsApp as like my friends. Do you know how stressful that was? And even just little, I would have eventually fix that myself. But when you've got someone there helping you, you fix all of these things faster. But anyway, when I went on with him, he was like, right, we're treating you. I treat my clients like a bodybuilder. Now, obviously, anyone who watches me knows that I'm not a bodybuilder and I'm probably the least bodybuilding personality of all time. You need deep-rooted it. You need, like, deep-rooted physical insecurities and I just don't have enough of them I, I had them when I was fat but see when I lost weights even though I was skinny I was just so like genuinely so happy not to be overweight I still insecure about some stuff about my body but see if you could tell me like see if you could I can't even think of the options but put it this way I was quite happy, I, I would have took being skinny over what I went through in my childhood all day long. But we we go on, we go on this endeavour and it's like, right, I'm going to get you as ripped as like pretty much possible so that you can then bulk for as long as possible. And I see the logic in that and I was like 85 kilos over the space of 18 weeks. I got down to 72 kilos, um, which is 13 kilos in 18 weeks. For me, 18 weeks is far too long to be dieting. I know if you had Tony here right now, he would tell me that I fucked up two of those weeks. I moved to London in the midst of this. I still drank sometimes. I didn't drink much for this, but the first week I lived in London, I went out three times. I was also couldn't find a house yet, so I was living in a house where they were getting fucked all the time. It was pretty impossible to... This is what I say to my clients, like, see if you're wanting to stop drinking, it might be, or like lower your drinking, there might be a process of you getting dragged in a, a few times if all, like, that's all you've done up until now. People don't just let you stop drinking, so it's quite hard to start getting into that frame of, like, 
because you might actually butt heads with people um and i was in that like i wasn't really wanting to drink that full time but i was living my best mate who was a massive drinker and it just like we were gonna we would maybe fall out if i went so harsh and i'm doing this fucking shredding thing um in 13 weeks if 13 kilos in 18 weeks consider 85 to sit like considering i wasn't massively overweight is a lot of weight like i uh, I, I was sub 2000 calories for like 12 weeks that's ridiculous i'll never do that again um and i'd being honest i didn't really i wasn't thinking about it too much but but and i wasn't but i wasn't thinking it would take too long and be this grim because I hadn't done it before, I had no prior experience. Every time it got really hard where I really felt restricted, I would just stop doing it. Not because I was like, oh, I don't care about abs or whatever, I would just go, this is too hard. And I would just go stay at like, I, I never really got below 78 kilos before. So I got six kilos lower than I'd ever got. But 78 kilos, I'd be like, I feel like dog shit, I'm not doing this. So I pushed through and I felt like utter dog shit utter dog shit for an extra six weeks um some of this so this is like bear in mind tony's a very good bodybuilding coach like he knows his stuff with that so this isn't method that when i'm talking about this i know i'm being but i'm being more honest than anyone else would be um which is what i'm gonna go through as well because if i don't say tony's name you might think i'm defending him a little bit but i could be l less honest and say that like not say his name and stuff and then like really go into detail but then that's less honest because there is stuff that tony does well but it's mo it's more bodybuilding methods than tony's methods tony's following the best like bodybuilding protocols but it's bodybuilding that's the problem and like getting quote-unquote shredded so not even bodybuilding because that's a big fitness um i don't know movement of getting shredded getting shredded before ibiza um so there'd be times where i would ask him here when i moved to london i was like here can i just eat a maintenance for two weeks because i'm all i'm going to be doing is looking for a job i'm going to be on the go all day i'm like there's no chance i'm cooking i'm going to be in a house i was living with three other guys for two weeks so we're all working from home i was like i'm going to be in a house that i'm not been in before i'm sharing a bed might not sleep that well can i just go up to maintenance and he was like nah um that's just going to make your diet last longer and i was like oh I really think I should because I'm not going to. And that was probably the week that I drank three times. So it was pretty pointless. Um, And then there was other times where I would just like wouldn't lose like I'd lose like 0 0.4 kilos. And he was like, we should be aiming for 0 0.7. And I was like doing my best. I would come over, I'd come in like 100 calories over sometimes and stuff. But then it, Anyway, every time I was getting leaner and stuff and I was taking the progress pictures, thankfully I've got a good relationship with myself. I hadn't been to therapy at this point or anything, but see when I'm single, I'm quite, my only problems that ever cropped up really when I was in relationships, when I'm single, since I've been like 23, 
like I don't hate like I'm I'm pretty happy with, with myself. So the fact I was getting shredded and stuff, and like you could you were starting to see my abs and stuff, I didn't give a single fuck. Like I was looking at them, I felt really skinny, and I was really skinny. I hadn't done anywhere near enough like building muscle or getting stronger. So I was just felt like I was looking like a junkie, and I was. I I, I might put up pictures just now if I remember, but I was starting to really resemble someone on uh, Buchanan Street that's, you know, on heroin. That's what I was starting to resemble. And towards the end, right, like, I was starting to have to eat all the same things. So I was trying, because I was on, like, I mean, I was on, like, so sub-2000 for 12 weeks. I was, there was, for the last six weeks, I'd be on, like, 1,700 calories, Plus, like veg or whatever, maybe eighteen hundred. Um, sometimes coming in at like seventeen hundred calories and stuff. I- I've eaten like boiled potatoes with like heck sausages and broccoli. For the last two or three weeks, I had to change that meal because things like broccoli, cucumber, carrots, boiled potatoes, they were starting to make me physically sick. I wasn't. I didn't actually be sick, but they were making me like nauseous. They were make like the thought like if you someone put like broccoli in front of me, I, I wouldn't be able to eat it. And uh, I don't because I haven't fully experienced an eating disorder, I would say that's the early signs of an eating disorder coming. Like if you keep eating less calories, you're gonna start having because it wasn't my thoughts were disordered. I knew that I didn't care about any of this. I knew I didn't care about any of us. I was just doing it because I felt like I had to learn. Um and maybe I had a wee bit of imposter syndrome that I wasn't in good enough shape or I've never been ripped or whatever, but I was more doing it from what I was being told to do coaching-wise. I would have never, ever, ever done this on my own. Um, I just thought I had to learn from someone that was getting really good results with clients. Um, <clears throat> so if I was starting to really like think oh this these abs are like doing something for me man i would be pretty scared for how my eating would have looked over the next two or three years because it was starting to get it wasn't disordered in the way that i was tracking i wasn't overly meticulous i wasn't following a meal plan um like i wasn't like that i've heard people that are that get into this state that they have to have as much food for as much calories and they have to have their meals at certain times, otherwise they start freaking out. I wasn't freaking out, which is lucky because I would, I would, I'm, pre- I think I would have got an eating disorder. Um, but food was starting to make me actually nauseous. You can't control that. You can't. I can't be talked out of it. It was like the actual taste, hard to describe. Like that, if like, even if you talk to me about broccoli, I'd be like, Mm-mm, that's disgusting. And I love, I love. Uh, like veg like that like and it I didn't stay like that as soon as I went up in calories for a few weeks I, I was fine but I was starting to get scared about that I can be a bit of a horny boy sometimes as well um not in a disgusting way just like your average testosterone fueled boy and I just I felt asexual man I felt like I was more attracted to 150 grams of basmati rice than a 10 out of 10 model if you if you lined up Beyonce and even 50 grams of basmati rice 
I would I would literally be like doing lines of the rice but without even looking at Beyonce. And I would love I would I would quite like to get with Beyonce, you know, sorry Jay Z. But I would I wouldn't mind it. Um so it was quite terrifying how asexual you turned. I wouldn't describe myself as not, as in like not turned on. Like I'd actually just say I, I didn't. Eat, I wasn't even. I didn't even look at women, what for like six, six the last like six to ten weeks. Not interested. I remember going on dates and I was like, this is just someone I'm talking to. I don't know what gender this person is. This is just some a, an object that moves. That's mouth moves. Um, so yeah, getting pretty terrifying that way. Then towards the last three weeks, I was napping two or three times a day. When I was sleeping nine hours, well, I wasn't sleeping, but I was in bed for like nine or 10 hours a night. But I wasn't sleeping at all because I couldn't sleep really because I was too hungry. But then I would nap throughout the day. I was really busy with work because so I'd moved to London as well. So I was like trying to pay my overheads of living in London as a PT. You'd only been a PT for a year, which is a great idea. Yeah, you should also do that. Yeah, just move to the most expensive place in the UK when you've just started your own business. It's a good idea. Great idea. So I had quite a lot of work to do. I couldn't do it. See, check-ins. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. I can't do them at the best of times. That's why I've changed my business so I don't do check-ins. I just speak to my clients most days. Um, and the on the last week, so every week he was just kind of cutting my calories. Again, no dig at Tony. This is bodybuilding. I was also, like I wasn't meaning to make this part last so long, but this is probably what the podcast is about. And I am rambling, but I'll probably just want to give you as much detail into this as possible. Literally try paint the picture as much as possible. So I was still training four times a week. See, after like five weeks, my strength went just went downhill the full time. Um, so every time I went in the gym, I just had to lower the weight. You can you can say that I just didn't push myself hard enough. You can say. I didn't, I wasn't mentally tough enough, mate. Fuck up. What was happening was I was on too little calories to be able to lift the same amount of weight. That is the black and white. I was pushing myself as hard as I could and I was losing two reps on every set for 10 weeks because I couldn't. I literally couldn't. I don't give a fuck if you've managed to do it. My body... No comprende, mate. Doesn't work. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't get gain or maintain strength on two thousand calories or less. It just doesn't. I've tried it before myself as well. It doesn't work. It does not happen. Um. So I was training five times a week. Sometimes I'd maybe do four. Um. Most of the time I would do the five. Then every week I was having to do 30 or 40 minutes of cardio as well, as in maybe do that three times a week. So I was in the gym like two, two and a half hours every time I was in. So maybe fat. So I'm spending like, what am I spending? Like maybe 15 hours in the gym. I hated every single second of it. I love the gym. I hate it on when I'm dieting. Right now I've been trying to lose a bit of like a. I got up to 95 kilos and bulked for a while, so I've been on less calories for a while. I'm now down to like 88. Like, training right now has been horrific, but I'm going to stop in like two or three weeks. 
Um, so those were terrible. The the cardio was awful. Like even just doing like very easy on the bike just felt horrendous. Like I just felt like my legs were so heavy. It felt like I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, just no desire to even be in the gym. Sometimes I would get halfway through the workout and just go fuck this. What's the point? Um, or I'd be like fuck this. I'm gonna pass out. Um, or fuck this. I can't go a single more second without having something in my mouth. I'll settle for anything. I'll suck on a cock right now. Anything in my mouth. <sighs> and I'm not gay. You know? I'm a straight male. And I just wanted anything in there. Anything around my gums. And... Yeah, so for the last two or three weeks, cut my calories every time. I'd be like, are we done? I'd be like, yeah, another week. And then the last week... I honestly had like work and I couldn't, three days in a row I couldn't even do it. I was getting up every day, just napping, just not, honestly a day, a day of nothing. I would, And then I would go to the gym and I'd be like, right, I've got 40 minutes to do cardio, I'll do 20 minutes and go, I, I, I can't even move man, I, I actually feel like death, like completing utter death. Even the walk... It was a five minute walk from my house to the gym and even that was a struggle. And I'm not I'm not joking, by the way. Anyone that's done this will tell you the same. Like it was a fucking struggle. And then three days and I'm just gonna be completely honest about this. Three days into the last week, I just went, I'm not doing this anymore. And I was like, I'll let them know on the check-in day, which was with four days away or whatever. I went up to two thousand seven hundred to three thousand calories. And like I know, I know everything about all of this. I just wasn't confident in myself, so I was like, I'll just go back up to maintenance. Yeah, my maintenance was maybe like a bit lower at that time, but I knew if I at that amount of calories, maybe I'd gain a pound or two over that week, and then it would sort of stabilise, and my maintenance would go back up to those numbers pretty quickly, even if it didn't reverse up to them. I couldn't fathom not eating under two thousand five hundred calories anymore. I couldn't hack it, so I went two thousand seven hundred to three thousand. I went straight away to the shop at nine in the morning. I had one of those Opo or whatever ice creams, are a bit like Halo Top or whatever. That was my first meal. Um, and then I had like one hundred and fifty grams of basmati rice because that's what I'd been craving I'd been craving like a bigger amount of rice in fact I hadn't had rice in like six weeks because I had to switch them to boiled potatoes because they were more satiating for the calories I had how sad's all of this like how fucking sad's that that's that's embarrassing do you know what I mean it's actually embarrassing that this is a thing that people strive to do it was fucking horrible Um. So, on that day, I ate like 3,000. I think from that week, my weight went from 72 to 74 kilos, which you would... And bodybuilders might go, oh, you've gained two kilos. Most of it was just to, I was weighing myself with twice as much food inside me. But maybe I gained a kilo of fat back. Sorry, right. I was fucking a twig anyway. Um, And I told him that I can't do it anymore. He would have genuinely made me diet for another week or two. He said I wasn't lean enough. He would, he'd also got to the point where he said I just should just avoid carbs, which I just think is so pointless as well. Um, for what? For me to lose another kilo that I'm going to binge back on because I felt like I actually can't walk the length of myself. Um, and I'm not exaggerating any of this. Honestly, I've never felt anywhere near like that again in my life. Like it's 
the lowest I've I, not your mood does go low as well you do feel a wee bit probably I was could you could make me angry in a second put it that way you could frustrate the life out of me just dangle a Cadbury bar in front of me you just crave anything as well by the way everything all sugary food peanut butter like I could have just and I, I would never want a spoon of peanut butter right now but I could have just like actually inhaled the jar you just every every bit of food anything you just look at it and go i want it i want all of it beetroot i hate it i want it i hate it i want it right now um so it's just it was just literally avoiding food you're just spending every day avoiding putting things in your mouth and like i said that's all i wanted was things in my mouth and then so for the week after this and that like loads of bodybuilding coaches will do this he wanted me to reverse so he had me on like 1600 he wanted me to reverse up to like 1900 or 2000 and then go slowly over the next four weeks up to 2000 like 500 and i was like so basically i'm still gonna be dieting i'm still basically dieting then reverse that and yeah but i'm still on less calories than my body needs so i'm still dieting and i just went yeah yeah we'll do that sorry tony if you ever listen to this i don't think you will but it's fine and i'll say it to you anyway if i see you but i never done it i just stayed at three thousand and then i lied about my weight on the check-ins and you say you can judge me if you want right but see if you think your clients aren't doing this mate i'm more mentally stable i don't really miss my gym sessions when i when I had therapy or whatever, I like Paul said, I don't like he's surprised that I literally just done everything he asked me. I, I'm I'm probably one of the most perfect clients you can get. I lost the twelve like one week. I I told I warned him it was gonna happen. He said, "Don't have more calories." I told him it was impossible for me not to that week, and I did. Like I'm. A pretty good client maybe i'm not a pretty good bodybuilding client maybe but in terms of it and i was like because i know i know he's just gonna like have a go at me if i don't say what if i, if I say that my weight's jumped up as much as i had and it wasn't going up rapidly because i was eating like i wasn't binging see the way you see these people that do the photo shoots and gain like a stone back i wasn't gaining a, i was gaining it back a wee bit too quick but i was eating about 2700 to 3000 which my maintenance right now is probably like 3,200 or 3,300. Not even with a lot of steps or anything. I can stay that weight. My maintenance would have been a bit lower because I'd been on less calories for so long, but it would have, it was coming, it was going to come back up to that. My, my weight would stabilize, but maybe I went back up to like 76 kilos. So four kilos quite quick, quite quickly in the space of like a month. And then it would have chilled out, but it was going up faster than what he wanted it to so i just told him that i was on the calories he was on and my weight wasn't going up because i was like i'm not doing it man and then i left maybe like a month after into bulking with him and that was the whole point was to go and i was just like i'm just over this and then i bulked myself for two years got shit went in a different style of training more strength training Probably didn't build as much muscle as I would have on that, but I built way more strength. They're, they go hand in hand, but they're also a bit different. Like I wouldn't have got anywhere near as strong as I did doing that program as I did doing the powerlifting stuff that I've done, but that, I enjoyed that more because I don't care about 
getting as big as possible and as ripped as possible. I just don't, it doesn't do anything for me. It does absolutely nothing for me. It does absolutely nothing for a lot of these people as well. They just are convinced it does. Um, but I just look at things so differently and I just can see through some of it, like why are you actually doing it? They don't think about these things or they pretend that they're not doing it for the reasons we all know they're doing it. Covering up deep-rooted insecurities instead of going and actually working through the deep-rooted insecurities. Um, but again, each to their own. I'm not saying every bodybuilder is fried in the head, but are a lot of them probably, like we can safely assume that a lot of these people have deep-rooted insecurities um, and they openly talk about it sometimes, which is good, it's healthy. But yeah, I think that's... I wanted to learn how to get the results. That's a long segment of this podcast. The rest won't be as long, but yeah, I just wanted to really dive deep into that. I wasn't expecting to, but I've dove, dove headfirst into it. Right, this, the dishonesty from personal trainers. Call myself out here. So I, after that whole thing with Tony, like I posted the transformation pictures and stuff and like I wrote about the usual bullshit about how I committed to it and like so worth it and all that. But it was all because I wasn't confident enough in my own ability to PT that I didn't just say how I was actually feeling. And cause, and probably a bit of me wanted to be close to Tony because Tony was doing well and like knowing having people around you that's doing well I couldn't just come out and like say that it was because it wasn't shit like loads of his actual coaching is good he was I reset like he knew his stuff it's just like I said it was the wrong goal for me and I also would say I didn't really choose that goal too much Tony more chose it than me Again, he might disagree with me. He might, and he probably doesn't even remember coaching me now. Um, so, like, that that's probably where a lot of it comes from. Like, if I'd done it now, I would just quit after like a month and go, here, mate, that's not for me. Um, and I go, that's not how I believe my clients should come at things either. I think... In order to improve people's relationships with them, with their bodies and with themselves, the answer isn't getting shredded or getting big as possible. Actually, having some acceptance for like where maybe other issues lie in their life, what they think getting shredded is going to fix. Is it insecurities with like going on dates or whatever? Because they're, if they they think getting shredded is is going to get them more dates, it's absolutely not, or it's going to get them attract a better person it's not if they're uncomfortable in dates going on more dates well even to, like, these are the conversations i have with my clients i'm not like a life coach or anything i mostly teach them to just get stronger and focus on the strength and um, weight loss and stuff does happen as well not as extreme as that but looking at the actual problems instead of giving them the wrong solution for their problems because a lot of people that's why i've made all these posts recently about how PTs might be the first person that somebody goes to and it might be the catalyst for them fixing other things in their life. Like a therapist might be the answer for someone over going to the gym. It might, maybe it should be the first thing, but it's very daunting to go to a therapist. So maybe PTs might be the first thing. Everyone pins 
all their problems on how they look usually who's the answer for changing how they look a pt when actually they might have other issues that they should work on but a pt might be the, that's the way i think about it i might be the first point of call so even though i'm not a therapist um and i'm can't touch any of that stuff being that empathetic person that maybe you get to the point where you've got a good enough relationship you have helped them a good bit where they go oh you've made me think i should maybe go for therapy do you know what i mean that's the way i think about it because by the way you might think oh that's too deep for being a pt but man people don't go to pts in a good place mentally or physically if you're in a good place mentally mentally and physically you probably don't get a pt you know so that is the way I think about it. Um, but yeah, I was completely dishonest about my full experience during that. And I remember posting this feel, and I felt so guilty posting it because I was like posting this picture of me shredded about how I committed to this thing and all that. And I'm like, I hated all that. I don't even like how I look. Like, I don't, and I don't even care. I've lost all my strength. I don't think I look, I looked better, quote unquote, but I just looked skinny and I was like, I actually just, and I I was quite honest with most of my posts from the very beginning, but I was dishonest then and that really fried me because I'm quite an honest person, especially over the last year, I've just posted exactly what I've thought about things and also not in a calling out way which i think is a much better way to go about things as well don't want to have any like debates or anything like that with any pts but like, genuinely i couldn't think of worse than like a debating style topic with a pt um but and this is like this is why i'm making it right because i've got a lot of messages off personal trainers recently that have went through similar processes, photo shoots and that sort of thing, and they're coming at it from the angle that this is going to get them more clients, the whole idea that their body is a marketing tool. Um, and I've had PTs that are like telling me they're going through that same experience, how shit they feel, and then I see them make the post, and I'm judging them going, but that, like how they're like, you just need to commit. Um, everything is worth it when you just push through. When you think that you can't stick to something, you still stick to it. It's so worth it. In the end, just keep telling yourself it's so worth it whilst they're messaging me going, this is not worth it. This is doing nothing for me. I feel fucking horrendous. My work's going horrendous. I don't even like how I look. I feel like I look different every day. I feel like I'm developing body dysmorphia. And yet their posts say the complete opposite. Now, I'm judging them when they do it. But I'm like, I've done it. I've done it. And it tends to be newer sort of PT. So it comes from that angle that you feel like you need to do that. But a lot of my listeners are new PTs. And also people that are like maybe potential clients. Or just like people that are following for the advice of that sort of thing. So this is what it... See, when you see someone post a picture from a photo shoot and saying that it was worth it, it fucking wasn't. I don't give a fuck what they say. I don't give a fuck. 
what they say. I've heard their foolish shit. It is not worth it one bit. I've not gone out for dinner for three months. Not worth it. And especially, right, see if you're a bodybuilder, I get it. See if you're not a bodybuilder. I don't. I don't. Do you know who's the worst for it? It's quite bad in Glasgow, actually. But see, Northern Ireland, man. What what are they smoking over there? They're on, like, the beach and all that, fucking lying over rocks. Like, and they've paid a photographer to take pictures of them, like, lying in the sea. Like a fucking beached, well, not a beached whale, a fucking deprived whale lying on the beach. Like, and that's to get clients. These pictures are to get clients. Do you think normal people who just want to lose weight have a dream of lying in the fucking, like the, with the tide coming in, lying in the salty water with fake tan on? To, like, that's not what people want. So why is that the goal for you? And why is that? Because that's what you're doing it for. You're doing it for potential clients. But think about it. Is that what... You're going to attract an in really insecure person because if someone wants that goal... And by the way, all, like we all have insecurities. I, I come on openly and talk about mine, about why I went to therapy. I've probably been one of the most open people on here. We all have insecurities. And it's not to not attract people with insecurities because that's impossible and our job is to help people with their insecurities. But if you attract someone that wants that, then there's an issue if they want that. If they want to lie in the fucking sea in as little clothing as possible with their fucking hair back like this in the fucking sea where a professional photographer, there is a deep-rooted issue that that is not going to solve if it's going to heighten. If they've got deep-rooted issues about how they look, starving them and fucking them in the start of the sea to lie in the salt in the sand <laughs> and be out of pocket for it. I don't think, I don't know, man, and maybe I'm mental, but I don't think that's going to fix it. I think that's going to heighten it. Posting that on Instagram. Because they're probably insecure about a... Insecure about an ex or something that's dumped them. And they want to show them. They want revenge. See if I see my ex. Flying in the middle of the sea. I don't think... I think I'd be like, thank fuck for that. Thank fuck. So that's, do you know what I mean? Went off on a wee tangent there, but I just find those pictures so bizarre, man. I just find it mental. And there's so many people. I've seen, seen a PT, like, in a bikini, right? In, like, a council estate. Professional pictures done. Pushing a wheelie bin. She was in a bikini, in a council estate, with a professional photographer. Pushing a wheelie bin. Have I lost it? Am I, am I the one that's mental? Am I? Somebody tell me. Because I, I don't know what's that. What is that? Oh, fuck. There's Cooper going mental. But I don't know, man. I just... I just think it's a bit mental. 
another topic we need to talk about on this podcast because it's relevant you know anabolics steroids the average person does not have a fucking scooby how many people are on these they really 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 don't so somebody said this number and i was walking about a jd gym the other day right and they said twenty around twenty percent of men in gyms are on steroids. Now, it's because people only assume that people that are absolutely huge are on steroids. There's a lot of people that look pretty good that are also on it. Um, and a, a lot of people, it's you, you never know, but. Oh my God, so many people are on it. So many people in the fitness industry are on it. They don't disclose it. And that now they're coming out and disclosing it. They're like, oh, I'm just on a TRT dose. Fuck up. You're on it. You're on it. It's funny because Dale says he's on like a TRT dose. But he, like Dale openly discloses how much he, was, he took when he was young. Dale's the person that I'm in this gym with, it's his studio that I'm hiring, um, or I basically work, I don't hire at one off, I basically work from here all the time, so I'm pretty close mates with him, but he was on like a, a lot, we've got an episode on it, it's maybe like 10 episodes ago, and now he's on just a small dose, like 100 milligrams or whatever, maybe like a big dose is like, I don't know that much about actual steroids because I never took them, but he's on like five, six times less than he was. But the people that are absolutely pumping into them are like, oh yeah, I'm on like 100 milligrams full of shit. Um, and you can see it, man. You can definitely, sometimes you can tell when people are on it, sometimes you absolutely can't. But just to give you like a wee bit of context of like how fried this actually is, two of my mates from my friend group at school, I don't really, I still see them, I play football with them the odd time, but I don't like hang about with them. But them too, I found this absolutely mental. They are all, or at least for the last five years, they would maybe be on and off with the gym. So they maybe go for like three months, get in a bit better shape, but then sack off. Um, but they would actually get in decent shape. Um, and they were like, aye man, I don't go back into the gym unless I've got SARMs ready. So SARMs, I think, is like, a, I'm unsure about what it actually is again. I think they might be legal, I can't remember. But they're like a performance enhancer and I don't know if they are legal. I might have completely made that up. God, again, I've not Googled any of this before it. One of them had to get estrogen blockers because they were starting to develop gyno from them. Um but that's two people that I went to school with that just take it that aren't even like they wouldn't describe themselves as into the gym. I think one of them maybe would now. But the other one, like, nah, just, like, goes every now and then. And they, like, won't go unless they've got, like, a, some sort of, like, performance enhancer. So it's rife, man. It's so rife with PTs. I, I think it's um, calming down with how many PTs are putting their clients on it. But a lot of that used to be a thing. I had one client who was training out of a gym when I very first started who said he had fat burners. And I was like, 
what like out of the sh- shop and i was like they are useless mate and he is like and oh, nah, these these definitely work and i was like what are they and he was like oh they're just legal i think uh, my friend gave me them and he showed me them it was clean i was like mate that's steroids mate and i don't think he took he probably did because he quit after like a week after that because i was like mate if you go on them you're a fucking idiot um and I was like, they're steroids, you're going to have heart tremors and all that, you've got a kid, you're a fucking idiot if you take that. I didn't say it in that way, but that's what was going through my head. Um, so yeah, it's, it's absolutely rife. And he got them because his mate owned the gym. Like, some of these gyms are mini crack dens, mate. And see when they're selling all of these drugs, so many gyms in Glasgow are also selling actual drugs. Like, so many. It's fucking terrifying. Um, probably shouldn't say that too much. That's probably the last time I'll say it. This will get like about 500 listens. Um, so it's not a big call out or anything. But the steroid, like, see your celebrities that you think don't look that mental, but they managed to get in shape for a film three months in three months. Steroids. All of them. All of them. Do you think they get paid millions and millions of pounds and have to be in shape in a certain amount of time and they don't jump on something with the guidance of a doctor? Absolutely not. They're all on them. Anyone that you see, or I can I can honestly say 90% of celebrities you see that are in good shape in films are on it. They're on it. You don't, you can deny it all you want. They're on it. If my mates from school are on it, the celebs are on it, mate. The celebs are on it. A lot of your PTs are in really good shape. The last gym I worked in, there's maybe two of the PTs were on it. They wouldn't tell their clients that, I doubt. Again, not calling them out. It's, it's, it's just everywhere. But I, do you know what I think? Just disclose it. Because it's the same problem with social media. If you if you're seeing this guy in ridiculous shape and he's saying follow my programs, follow my workouts, it got me in this shape, but he took steroids. You you need to know that, otherwise you think it's the program when it's not. It's the steroids. The program might help him a bit as well, but it's mostly the steroids. If you're if you hire a PT, he's getting you to do a program, and you're like, why? have I been training with this guy for a year and I'm in nowhere near the shape he's in it's the steroids, disclose it tell them, just tell them look you're not gonna you can't achieve exactly this because I have enhanced myself and also let's disclose the fact you've also gave yourself a number of risks, like I said one of my mates from school had to illegally buy estrogen blockers um which is basically because his estrogen, I think, goes has went too high from being on the SARMs, so then he's got too much of the female hormone, and that's how he's developed a bit of gyno. So, um, yeah, it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked, mate. Just disclose it, tell people what you're doing, um, and the world will be a better place. Last one I want to end on as being honest gets you more clients. This is a good topic. Right, I usually plan all of these sort of subcategories quite good with these solo podcasts, as in, like, I put a lot of effort into what I'm actually going to talk about. 
um, so that I don't end up rambling and telling stories about how I took Viagra with my mate, even though like we weren't sleeping with anyone and then we came, compared each other's willy sizes in Vietnam and stuff. That's how that's how I go down rabbit holes like that because I've not planned enough. Why have I told that story twice on a podcast? That's not great. That's not that's not fantastic, you know. You should probably avoid these things, Gavin. Um if you want a sponsor your podcast. I reckon that would uh suit Manscaped though, those sort of things. Um and I probably should get a sponsor for this soon. But yeah, being honest actually gets you more clients. This year's the most honest I reckon I've been. The idea that you need to be this ripped big guy. Um, to get clients just absolutely isn't true. Then if you look through my comments on my recent Instagram videos, which is basically saying all of this sort of stuff, not talking about being shredded, just um, basically it's just people saying, I take so much advice from you because you seem like a normal guy, just wanting to live a normal life and be happy, which surely that's the goal for everyone anyway. Um, and it's true. That's why I just want to help people and actually help people with what they need help with. If someone if someone comes to me saying I want to be shredded and shredded to the bone, my question is always like, why though? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about why. Rather than just going, okay, let's do it. Let's let's get you on two thousand calories. If you're a guy, bring you down to sixteen hundred over the next twelve weeks, get you lose as much fat fat as possible. Try eliminate feeling shit as much as possible, but it's going to happen because that's the nature of putting yourself on those amount of calories, um, and it'll do nothing for you. It'll do absolutely nothing for you, and you might tread near the eating disorder category. Do you want that? What do you want it for? That's the way I come at things. Why do you, why? Let's talk about why, and then maybe we can walk through what you actually maybe need to work on. Um, or what you also a lot of it's acceptance man like I've got when I get a wee bit fatter I can see that I've maybe got some wee bit man boobies because I was fat when I was younger I honestly don't give a fuck I couldn't care less but it was my biggest insecurity when I was younger but did they massively go away from going to the gym they went away and if I lose a bit more weight again I'll barely have sort of man boobs, but as soon as I start bulking again, yeah, they come back a little bit, but instead of not bulking, I don't care. Why stress about it? It's not going to change no matter what I do, so who cares? But that takes a long time. That's not an overnight thing, but through conversations like this, maybe even a lot of the way I think is from listening to podcasts like this myself from other people, it happens over time. But yeah, being honest has got me way more clients than any of that stuff. And I, I don't think I got any clients from posting those transformations. Do you know what a video that would bang would be? See if you are one of those people that got that photo shoot on the beach, like a deprived whale in the middle of the sea. See if you made a video about how that done fuck all for you and actually went in depth. That would bang, mate. Social media is changing a good bit. People are sick of all of this glamorized life. People are sick of like influencers. They honestly are. People are like, or a lot of people are, and there's a big market for that. I get more and more clients 
the more and more honest and maybe vulnerable I am. And I know that's daunting, but surely it's pretty vulnerable to post those pictures of yourself. Um, and the more relatable you are, the more clients you'll get. Like people want to see that you feel the same way as them because then they know you can help them as well and also seeing that you're a normal guy because see when Tony would say stuff to me I was like Tony once because I went that week I went out three times he was like I've not missed a gym session in three years is what he said to me I was like I don't want to I don't want to be like that I don't care how big I get I don't want to be like that like I probably have I don't think I've went a this year I went travelling up Australia for 10 days and because we got stuck in Adelaide because I fucked the clutch on Connor's car. We got stuck in Adelaide and I went to the gym there because we weren't doing anything. But then we maybe done five, six days on the road. And did I go to the gym in Darwin? Oh, I did. So I done six days where I missed. I didn't go to the gym because we were driving for nine hours. I don't want to stress about that, mate. And as soon as I go back to the gym, I'll get my strength back anyway. I think when I went to the gym in Darwin, my strength was exactly the same from taking six days off and driving a car for nine hours. Um, I don't want to live my life where I need to go to the gym five times a week and freak out if I miss one session. I'd, it's not a goal of mine. I go, I've been more consistent than most people over the last four years of going to the gym probably been the odd time where work's been absolutely mental and I've got two full body sessions in but I would never not do those two full body sessions for me that's that's the mindset I want to have I don't I don't want to work 70 hour weeks every week to make 10k months which is another trap PTs fall into that they make more and more money I've made it I've made my business more profitable this year definitely not minted but I was operating probably like be like as in like my expenses were probably very similar to my income for quite a while, and I've changed that. But my next thing could be right. How do I double my profit? Not arsed my life. I've fixed a lot of my life this year, and I'm pretty happy. But being honest about these things, people want to hear that more. People want to hear that you still struggle a bit with whatever. Um, people want to hear your insecurities maybe because they can relate to them people want to hear how you maybe got over your insecurities people want to see what's achievable not these extremes as well because it's not relatable and it's also not what the majority of people want and it's also not what the majority of people aspire to do so like when you're promoting all of these things, people don't want these photo shoots. People couldn't think of anything worse than doing all of these photo shoots. And I personally don't think it's actually this big confidence building thing that people think it is. Not from talking to the people that have gone that are going through them. Most people are like, Why am I doing this? But then they still post the pictures about how it is this big achievement that boosted their confidence. Um because really when you think about a photo shoot this is just my opinion whenever you release photos like that it's like you need the validation from other people 
And the last thing that they were quite good on that podcast with Jordan, Sia and Mike Vicanti as well is like, and it's so true, not one single person gives a fuck. About how you look in general, whatever you look like, nobody cares. And even if like you think, oh, they've made a comment about how I look good, or even if you think, if you're overweight and someone's made like a harsh comment about you, that is a passing thought in their head that they've been, in the case of being overweight, they've been ignorant enough, ignorant enough to let out their mouth. But then that thought has left them all day and all they think about is themselves. I don't know you, about you, but like I'll maybe have a thought about my dad and like other things about my mates or whatever. But see, for 23 hours and 50 minutes of the day, I'm thinking about myself. Because I am me. <laughs> Not in a selfish way, but I'm thinking about, oh, what am I having for dinner tonight? What am I training at the gym today? What am I going to do for work today? Not thinking about other people because you don't think about other people because you're you. So why why are you doing it? Because no one cares. No one cares about the pictures either. Even if I'm slagging them, it's one passing thought for 10 seconds, then I do not think about that picture again that I've like judged in my head. Like I don't, I don't care and neither does anyone else. So if you're doing it to impress other people as well, no one will be impressed because everybody only cares about themselves. So that's why I believe in being free. Like as in being free from your thoughts and truly doing what you want to do. You might say I want to get shredded. Maybe some people do. I would still argue. I'd still go down the route of the why. Why though? Why do you want to do it? Because you see it time and time again. I think maybe you need to go through it once to truly see how little it does for you. Um, and obviously this is unrelatable for people that have maybe been overweight their full lives and stuff like that. Um, but you can even fall down this trap where you're trying to lose that last 5 to 10 pounds and stuff like that. Um, it can be very, very, very pointless. I think we're going to end it here because we're on, I think we're on over an hour. Um, and I'm starting to sweat my tits off. It's fucking roasting in here. But yeah, let me know if this helped helped you. Just give me an Instagram DM. A few people have been messaging me about the podcast recently. I don't usually get much messages about it, but I know quite a lot of people listen to exceeding numbers. Um, so yeah, let me know what you thought because I need some more feedback on these podcasts, whether people want solo ones or more guest ones. I need to know. Because nobody tells me, you know? Cool. Catch you in the next one.